0: Wow, Zach, cause you're like the uh, di- a director of marketing. I thought you'd be in a suit or something.
1: I don't know what in my head. Yeah, no, that's, that's the be <laughs> band. That's not, that's not how we do
0: not how it. Yeah, I don't know why I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a, like a suit and Yeah, I,
1: I, I used to be a lawyer, so I did wear a lot of suits though, but uh, nice. I burned them
0: all. All right, so hello and welcome to APO Lingo number four. And I'm really excited for this one. Well today we're going to be talking about online music schools, uh, sorry, online music stores. Well, I said schools, because I'm thinking of my school. We've got the director of marketing from Bport, The
1: director of marketing and product.
2: Hi everybody, it's Richard again. I'm coming to you now live from a place called Chew Stokes. Um, I'm deep in the English countryside. Um, I'm overlooking a lake. And uh, I'm struggling a little bit with connectivity, so if uh, my voice drops in and out, that's why, but um, it seems from the test of the good. That's have me they here. fixed
3: your house yet?
2: Lee, they have not fixed my house yet. Um, we're going to Ibiza next week to ease that pain. That's just how we're dealing with that.
0: We have Lee Curtis with us today. Hi,
3: guys. I'm coming at you from my studio in LA. Uh, hey, Lee.
1: We, we, need, we need to link up here in, in our city for a nice socially distance uh, time in our, my park I have over here, over in uh, Culver City, Baldwin Hills.
3: Oh, that sounds fantastic. We've got about three weeks to do it because I'm moving to Austin.
1: Well, well uh, we better do it soon. Okay, I'm down.
4: Hello, everyone. Rocio speaking from Córdoba, Argentina. I hope you have a great day and enjoy the session.
0: And our guest today is... Zach Jaffe. Am I saying am I saying your last name correctly? Again, yep. okay, you got it. Zach Jaffe with us. Who is the director of marketing at Beatport currently? And uh, Zach, would you mind just giving introduction of yourself, who you are, why you're such a legend, and and all that <laughs> good stuff?
1: Sure. So, uh, as you said, I am the director of marketing and product at Beatport. I've been with the company for. Uh, about three years now, just coming up on three years very shortly. And uh, my my history in the music industry goes back uh, quite a bit. I was at a company called Subpack, which makes uh, tactile bass hardware and allows you to feel music for uh, nearly five years prior to this. And uh, I've been DJing and throwing parties in Southern California and San, D- San Diego and LA for the better part of a decade. And uh, I work for a couple other organizations as well. I, I do talent buying for the Desert Hearts Festival. Nice. Uh, I have my own uh, uh, event that I throw in San Diego when we're allowed to have events called Ego Trip, which is our Burning Man camp. Uh, that we would. I would actually be at Burning Man right now uh, that we've had going for about seven years. And uh, I do a little bit of everything at Beeport, but primarily uh, product development and product marketing. Uh, which includes everything from talking to artists like yourselves and other creatives and um, making sure that what we put out into the world is helpful to you guys.
0: The theme today will be music stores in the modern age. And I think this is something that could be very helpful. Well, that is very relevant for for artists, for DJs, uh, just in general, because there's that question, again, of like we had in our previous podcast, releasing music and finding music, putting out your music or... going where do you go to to find new music today what's possible what's not possible what works best given you know what you're looking for and everything so uh this this podcast is supposed to be geared for people from all kind of like any kind of level coming into music coming into audio production music production so i'd love it if you could just start off by explaining what beatport is like where where does it come from what what is beatport for somebody who's you know never heard of it or doesn't know what it is
1: sure and and that that brings up an interesting point uh that i'll go into in a bit here but beatport is the largest electronic music store for djs uh so as it has been historically described the quote uh itunes for electronic music and, uh, you know, that may have been true in the past, but considering iTunes does not exist anymore, we're a bit of an, an outlier now in that uh, digital music uh, as a concept to the consumer exists only in uh, the sense of streaming, right? You know, the, con- the average consumer does not purchase download files or physical media. They get all their music for free from, uh, let's say, a Spotify or an Apple Music or Tidal, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Etc. So Beatport is uh, you know a a store where you purchase actual files made by people like uh, uh, Clarion and Lee Curtis uh, and uh, and labels like Vision Quest. Got to give you the Ooh. free plug there, Lee. Thank you. Uh, uh, no problem. And the company's been around for 17 years now, and we've been the leader in uh, servicing DJs and providing them the content that they need and uh, the labels of the world. For all that time and, and continue to do that to this day. Um, while most of the download world, as I alluded to earlier, uh, has gone rapidly declined uh, over the course of the past five years with the increase in DSP subscriptions, we are still plugging along and uh, more successful than ever, uh, actually, uh, at least in terms of society as it currently stands today
0: so is that because with beatport it's primarily geared for electronic music for djs so their download it works because you're downloading to have the files so that you can dj with the files and that audience having that audience is kind of what is carrying like being a major driving force for for beatport
1: that's right so uh, you know when i i talk about the difference between uh, an existing DJ or hobbyist DJ, uh, whether you're professional or uh, amateur, right? Uh, You you understand the need to own your music. And I'll I'll get into how we're going to be transferring away from that a little bit later. Uh, But if you're somebody coming from a purely consumer standpoint, so if you're a listener to this podcast and you've only ever gotten your music for free, right? Uh, whether it's ad supported on Spotify or YouTube, uh, or you're on your family's uh, Spotify or Apple Music subscription, the concept of ownership of music is disappearing uh, amongst consumers. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've... Uh, so I, I actually volunteer to register voters uh, at concerts when uh, that is a thing that you're allowed to do when there's no pandemic. And a lot of them are younger. And when I describe to them that I am the director of product and marketing for a digital music store, they look at me with this blank face uh, and they don't understand why you would ever want to download a file. Mm.
0: You're still downloading a file, I think, when you're streaming, but it's like a small portion of the file. Is that how streaming works? No, you're,
1: you're, 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 you're caching it. You can uh download the file like you know on, on dsps you can offline right. files and and beatport has beatport link which i'm sure we're going to go into uh in depth here So i'm kind of holding off talking about that but that is uh, you know one of the challenges actually beatport faces right now is how do we identify ourselves to a world that now would not know to download music right so if you're starting off as a dj you look at your uh playlist collection and go what do you mean I have to buy music, right? I, I can tell you anecdotally that uh, s- some of the hardware manufacturers, you know, the, the pioneers, the Denons, the native instruments uh, of the world, get constant customer service emails going, I just bought my son or daughter a, you know entry-level controller. Why are they telling me now that they have to buy a bunch of music? Can't they just use their dreaming <laughs> account? So funny because I'm old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. And that—that's you know that's just a reality that we live in, and uh, which is fine. <clears throat> uh, we are we are well equipped to to move into the future on that. And uh, uh, what is the deal li- with that? Like with clubs
0: now, if you can you just take like Tractor and Spotify, and then do you not even need to bring? I don't know. I don't use that stuff. So like if I'm DJing, like I'll still bring vinyl or CDJs. So I'm really so, there. I don't understand. But I'm wondering now that you're saying that, if there are are people creating alternative, like I guess you need internet access
1: or what? So uh yes and no. Uh for the what we'll call traditional pre-existing DJ, those of us who have the pre-existing condition of needing to DJ, uh whether or not we're in a club or at home. Uh we'll always want to own files, right? But, you know, Beatport a couple of years ago recognized uh, that we were going to be moving away from the ownership of physical files, just like the rest of the consumer industry has moved away from that. Uh, that is inevitable, uh, just like the transition from vinyl to CD and CD to USB was inevitable. We're now entering a, a phase where... USBs will eventually become obsolete and an internet connection or offline files from a DJ subscription will be the the law of the land. So Beatport and our sister company, BeatSource, which is more geared towards open format music, uh, have for about a year and a half now uh, had a product called Beatport Link, L-I-N-K. And Beatport Link, in partnership with Pioneer's Record Box, uh, Den DJ's Engine OS Prime, Algorithm DJ, Hercules, uh, Serato in beta as of yesterday, Virtual DJ, and a few more to come. You are able to access the entire Beatport library from your performance software for a monthly subscription price, just like you would if you were a spotify user except you cannot use spotify's catalog to dj that is not a license that they have that is a license that we have uh essentially solely in the marketplace and you can manage and accumulate your playlists and perform with an internet connection or without in offline mode uh, up to a certain number of tracks but for someone who's entering the dj marketplace for the first time, uh, we've you know, taken down the barrier of needing to own thousands of dollars of music in order to start DJing. You can get a Port Link subscription and Algorithm DJ on your iPad and start DJing right now without any you know, experience. That, you start messing around.
0: So with a subscription, so this is, so again, to go back towards for people who've never, I guess, like you said, for someone who's just They bought their first controller. They want to learn how to DJ today. They don't know how to DJ, but they they love their they love they have all these DJs that they love, and they want to start to learn how to DJ. So they get their controller, and then they Mm -hmm. the um, then they have then they realize like you say like uh 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 oh they're trying to get their Spotify playlist on there, and it doesn't work, and they have this epiphany like well why isn't this working what's going on they realize that. That they can't DJ with the controller with with their Spotify playlists, um, and then you're are you saying that just so I understand that you you're, you're going to have create this B port subscription or maybe it already exists where you can take uh, you can take music and then stream it from the
1: subscription and DJ it like that is is that what that that is that is correct and it exists uh, today it's actually become a significant portion of our revenue. We've got um, many thousands of subscribers. I would not say it has overtaken the download store by any means, but yes, uh, that is exactly right. You can get a Beatport Link, Beatport Link Pro, or Beatport Link Pro Plus subscription, and with an internet connection and a integration with your favorite or preferred performance software, You can access the entire Beatport catalog and stream it as though it were on your computer.
0: Okay. So the only thing is that you, you of course, need to have an internet connection every time. Uh,
1: In order to access the files at first, that is correct. But if you have a pro or pro plus account, you can offline Mm. up to 50 or 100 tracks Depending on which tiered account you have, 50 for Pro, 100 for Pro Plus, uh, so that you would not need an internet connection. So, I, for instance, right now I'm sitting here staring at an, uh, uh, a Pioneer DDJ 400. So I can offline 400 or uh, 100 tracks with my Pro Plus account, take my computer and my uh, DDJ 400, and then go play any of those 100 tracks in the park without ever purchasing them and without an internet connection. When you say offline, you just mean download, essentially? Uh, you're storing them in an offline locker, which is a, a patent set that we actually acquired from Pulse Locker, if you remember that company, a few years ago. So uh, you're able to take those files and play them, Yeah, like you said, offline. You download them in an encrypted folder within the computer, and then you're able to access them
0: as a producer, my only thing, I mean, it sounds great for, you know, in terms of being able to do that for, for people. But I guess as a producer, I'm wondering then if there's a subscription, does that mean that how am I, how's the
3: monetization working? Am I getting less? Exactly what you know? I wanted to ask, because we all know what happens to us with Spotify.
1: Yes, we, we, we do.
3: Like, do I, I just want to put one important thing out there that uh, as we, we kind of go into this brave new future of music consumption, our studio gear is not getting any cheaper. Our hours spent on each song is not taking less time. And yet, when we talk about something like, oh, people heard your music on Spotify, you're like, oh, that's great. I'm really glad people are listening to it. Nobody bought it and I get a fraction of a cent each time you stream it. And it's, it's really strange. It's scary for, for, especially for underground people, we don't get the, the amount of streams that Rihanna and Beyonce do where they can some you know somehow make a really good amount of money off of that. When we go to this streaming type of uh, consumption, our hours stay the same. Our cost stays the same of the mastering and the engineering of these songs, the production, yet our profit margins start to drop quite sharply. Do more people that wouldn't probably listen to your song play it? Yes. But, you know, just adding to, to Clarion's question, which was the exact thing that's running through my mind the entire time, is uh, how, does, how is it going to work out for the artists?
1: Sure, and that is a super important question. You know, all of my friends are DJs and producers, and uh, I, I should just say that I am absolutely heartbroken that no one can tour right now, and it fucking sucks, right? Yeah. The, 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 the fact that 95% of my friends in the music industry are unemployed, have been laid off, or unable to do the things that they need to do to survive uh, you know, that money's gone.
0: The yeah, music industry is like not exactly at the, the height of the golden era right now. Well, in many industries, I guess, you know, so it's a tough time for a lot of people. Um, but then again, it's like without the touring, right? Because the touring is such a, just like Lee was saying, like with Spotify, okay, it's like, yeah, it's cool to know that so many people have listened to your music. But if you're making point zero 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 zero, I
1: forgot what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> point zero 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 three cents, I believe, uh, oh. uh, on Spotify. Yeah, it's um, not exactly going to pay your bills while you're not. So scoring, you yeah. Know? So so I, I wasn't trying not to answer your question. I just wanted to you know like say that first. Sure. But The way this works is, uh, as I said earlier, you know the the shift from a pure download culture to a streaming culture is inevitable. It's it's happening. So we can either go with it or go against it. So right now, uh we've actually seen with the growth of link subscriptions an increase of download sales on the store. Think of it more in the current iteration and the way technology currently exists as a try before you buy situation. So I can go on port link within my Denon Prime here on my Vision Quest playlist or my Clarion tracks and mix some Lee and Clarion tracks together, giving you your pro rata share of the royalty pool for streams over 30 seconds for each of those tracks. Mm. And then go, oh, hey, I actually really like these tracks. I'm going to go download them and play them out. And when you're talking about the difference between a Beatport link or a BeatSource link and a Spotify, it's really apples and oranges because we are a very specific niche of DJ consumers, whereas the market for Spotify is the entire world. Right. There's a large distinction, I think, that needs to be made between um, deep music for DJs and music for consumers more broadly even though the delivery methods are catching up with each other
3: there's a huge difference between beatport and spotify we like you guys yeah. a lot mm-hmm. you know and it's, <laughs> it's not that we're against spotify it's just you know some of our, <laughs> a successful house record when back in the day if you sold ten thousand vinyls you were that was a mega hit you know what i mean mm-hmm. and you could make real money on it but and definitely. then you, you still, if you put out a great track on Beatport, and even back in the day when Beatport was a lot smaller than it is now, uh, you, or, or now, even if you have something that hits, you, you get paid on it. You feel good that, that uh, people have bought your record. But I've had things that stream quite a bit on Spotify, and the trickle, the trickle down is just like, what am I going to do with this? Oh, I've got to buy some dog food. Yeah, right.
1: And and I and I say, you know, as a as a member of the B four team and a and a certified multi year Spotify addict, uh, if you go check and see the number of, of playlists I have on Spotify. I I realize that that is is not a way to make an income unless you are you know like you said, Rihanna or Lady Gaga or uh, you know Drake, right? Yeah. Uh, or B, or BTS, like the. The the people who don't need the money are making the most money, as is the case in uh, most of society. As, as they say, you know, you got to have money to make money, right? Um, so
0: with these subscriptions, is it the same? Yeah. How much do you get? How how would an artist get paid? Like, let's say you're, let's say you're a DJ or you're an electronic artist. You have a song on Beatport. Somebody gets a subscription. Your song's on that subscription. They play it like ten times. Like,
1: is it tracked or how does that work? So, there is a royalty pool uh, for all subscriptions. So, the more streams you have, the larger your personal share of the royalty pool. A 30 second play equals a stream, and that's whether that's on the store using full track playback or within your performance software with Link. So, there's a big pie, and the more streams you get, the larger your piece of that pot. But this also means that the per stream rate mm-hmm. can fluctuate from month to month. So if more people are streaming you this month, Clarion, but there's uh, less people within the pool, you're going to get more money. Wow. If there's more people in the pool and your number of streams stays the same, you might get slightly less money. So it, there is no ceiling or floor To this amount, it just really depends on the amount of people within the pool and how many streams are being played. So, we do have a subscriber minimum that's going to ensure payments have a floor, but we're so far away from that actually happening yet in terms of adoption that it doesn't really matter at this point because currently the rates you would be getting are much greater than they would be for a. Traditional streaming service, right, as opposed to uh, a link streaming service.
0: Okay, so you're saying it's much more substantial than it would be from a traditional streaming service if you're getting more plays in the subscription than the rest of the songs that are in the subscription.
1: Yes, and and based on the number of subscribers, so the more subscribers, the larger the pool gets. So, a.k.a. the people who are joining Bport Link, the larger the pool gets. And then your share of the pool is dependent on how many streams you get. So the pool size fluctuates Mm -hmm. and the size of your payments fluctuates based on how many plays and based on how many people are in that or paying into the royalty pool.
0: This is what happens when like computer nerds take over the economy. (laughs) it's, (laughs) It's like traditionally speaking, we have a record. It's $10. The person sells it. They take a cut person who made it takes a cut, da, 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 he's divided up. Now it's like, I'm trying to understand how to, if somebody makes money off a song and there's like 50 algorithms going on, I'm like, I don't even know what, you know, you have to like learn linear algebra to like try to decipher it. I'm just kidding. You don't need linear algebra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> i want to ask uh, but rosio uh,
1: uh, oh go, go ahead rosio
0: just right. because um i'm curious because i know richard you you use beatport a lot i know that you've been using it over the years and you've often shared for me like oh check out like this stuff and obviously lee um Rocio, you're you're more new so i'm wondering for you did you know what beatport is having starting to get into electronic music now and are you already do you have a subscription do you know about these things or is this does this stuff make sense to you even like i'm curious for somebody who's like new and jumping into things what how this kind of sounds or what if this makes sense or
4: okay um i have an account which allows to the, the entire catalog was available um but i didn't know much about this stuff really um it it, it does make sense
0: hmm. so you have an account Rocio, and are you like buying uh I mean, are you buying a
1: subscription? You have a subscription. Is that what you said? Zach, is it a different subscription that you need on top of the subscription for Beatport? so, so, Be- so Beatport itself is just a store, right? Uh, anyone can create an account and log in and
0: yeah. buy
1: as many tracks as they like. Link is a separate subscription. You know, okay. Using the store itself is not a subscription. You pay a monthly fee to get Beatport Link and access to the music within your catalog. And I, I should also mention that the difference in stream quality, you can't stream lossless, right? You can only stream 128 AAC at the base, which is the equivalent to uh, 192 MP3 or 256 AAC, which is equivalent to 320 MP3 at the pro or pro plus tier. So if I want to get my AIFFs or FLACs or WAVs, uh, then I would have to actually purchase the track.
0: Okay. Okay, so
1: it's just for
3: MP3s. And low- I was going to say this sounds a lot less scary to me than Spotify because I think was Zach's alluded to earlier is that as a serious, you know, a serious DJ, especially one that that makes a living <laughs> off of it or used to till recently, um, <laughs> that we travel a lot. And we are playing a lot of. uh, We drive out into jungles and stuff and play at festivals. So, for me, I want to download, go through the music, put into folders, you know, like, and have my music physically with me as close as I can. You know, I I have another stance on like people never really actually learning to beat match and how important
1: that was. And go and go
3: go, go, to that. I think I think think every
1: DJ ever has a stance on that.
3: Yeah, I think so. I mean, but it doesn't. I don't think it's a bad thing that more people are DJing. I think it's great. I think I think it's a it's a cool art form. You know what I mean? And I think it's cool that more people are producing because you don't need as much stuff. This is all positive. These are positive things. But like you know, for the hobbyist DJ, this probably and somebody that's still finding their sound, this actually makes sense. Like. You know exactly that that,
1: that's exactly right lee yeah yeah, and for someone like you um you know live streaming obviously is the new currency of the land uh Mm -hmm. for the foreseeable future so as opposed to you know you're making less money right now that's just a fact if you're a touring dj right now or producer you are just making less money because you are not touring does that mean you're going to DJ any less, right? That is still your creative outlet. still the thing that you do. So something like Link can augment what you already do by giving you access to the same amount of music without having to spend as much money and actually buying only the tracks that you really, really like and feel like fit into your set, into your sound. So you could be like, hmm, I want to play a 90s classic house set. Oh, there's the 90s house, classic house playlist. Let me fuck around with this for a little while. Oh, you know what? I haven't played any liquid drum and bass ever. Let me see what that's like. And as you said, if you're a hobbyist, you can kind of dip your toes in all the different waters. But if you're a professional, you can test drive some things, see how it sounds. Are and they, then are, make, make the are they already made play- playlists that exist Is that- uh, Well it's like Bport charts right oh, so okay. uh, you can use either Bport charts uh, and then we have curated playlists that are UGC that you can make yourself so using like let's say a sound or a tune my music you can take all of your playlists from your DSP of choice for consumer listening and then just transfer all of them over directly into your link account. So okay. if I have my playlist called Deep End of the Pool on Spotify, right, which has a ton of melodic house and techno, deep house, uh, a little bit of organic in there. I have taken that playlist of, I think it's like 5,000 songs and turned it into a link playlist. So I, I discovered my music in one place and then I'm playing it in another. And then if I really like that track, I'll go on the store and buy it.
0: Hmm. That makes sense. Interesting.
2: In Richard. So can I can I just ask a question quickly, um, based on what you're saying, Zach, and, and your um, line of questioning as well, Lee. Like, um, it sounds like this is a way more productive um, expose of music than Spotify is. But if you are using a Beatport link, and you're going into a, a festival situation that's got sketchy network, like say Burning Man, for example, there's no way around that, right? You'd have to um, purchase and download the music that you're intending on playing in a uh, wireless area before you go into that, into that zone, or could you still – because, Zach, you were saying something about how the songs, like, sort of cash, right? So you, the, they, the answer is them? yes
1: and no. The answer is yes and no. So, if you wanted to, ju- if you had a just a base Link account, that's streaming only, and Link Pro and Re- Link Pro Plus allow you to offline like you would with uh, a Spotify or a Title or an Apple Music, uh, fifty or hundred songs respectively. So, fifty for Pro, and so fifty what, for so Pro Plus.
2: What 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 mechanism uh, would you need? to do that? Would you have to have a laptop on you? Because obviously, once you do
1: yeah, exactly. You would have to have a laptop on you, although some standalone hardware, um, you can probably guess which will have that capability directly from the hardware uh, in the coming months as it rolls out and as the software updates are made. But yes, you would need a laptop uh, with you to access those offline files. So. In the cases that you're talking about, like I've DJed at Burning Man for nearly 10 years, am I going to trust my entire catalog to uh, an internet connection, or even trust an internet connection in any nightclub anywhere yeah. in the world, yeah. which is total? Sh-
2: like everybody knows that club internet sucks. So, so, so that that that's kind of what I've, I'm uh, saying is um, a payoff on this whole thing would be that. If you were going into a sketchy internet area like the burn, for example, you would have to purchase the music that you had been streaming and using with Beeport Link, etc. You'd have to download it, put it on a USB to have a 100% success rate on a set you were going to play out there, right? Yeah,
1: until, and, correct, until there's a 5G, 8G wireless connection jacked into the back of the CDJ, 9000. And we all have our uh, Elon Musk microchips in our head with uh, uh, I I don't see downloads going away anytime soon. Right now, Link is something that augments the existing catalog of music and helps get a new generation of DJs to experiment and try out something that they may have been interested in because they went to a really dope show or they're watching a lot of live stream and they're like damn I want to do that I'm sitting at home but fuck all the do.
0: Hmm. Uh, so as somebody like for myself I mean what you're saying it sounds like you know like for me I feel like I'm in a pretty anti-cloud you know and I also like this idea of I kind of like I just like having finding things and then keeping them for, and then and then collecting things. And I like having them, you know, like taking care of them myself. I don't like this idea that I have to go through something to get something else. That's just how I am. I'm not saying that this is a way to be, but I know just because, just you know, because I'm also, you know, uh, I'm a little bit older and I'm not from this new genera- generation of kids who are used to Spotify, used to everything being online all the time, you know? Uh, so I'm wondering like, Zach, like, am I obsolete?
4: <laughs>
1: Clarin, you're you are not obsolete. Uh, I, I I don't know how old you are. I, I think we're probably about the same age. Uh, but but what that generation that generation is uh, also experiences the thing that you experience, right? Let's think of um, the traditional journey, right? From let's call it a passive consumer. To a DJ, just in the broadest sense possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been to a rave before. I'm like, I want to be a DJ now. So I started collecting vinyl. I started and I, I learned to beat match, and eventually I'm playing the main stage at uh, Creamfields. Okay, there, there's there's a like uh, an A to Z journey, or you had an older brother who passed you down uh, that vinyl.
0: I don't well, even know, if it's not just a, a journey, but it also, it's, not, it's like a lifestyle or it's like a definition of DJing. Like, I feel like maybe my definition of what it is to DJ, to be a DJ is very different, perhaps compared to 16 year old kids today, you know, because what you're talking about, like this idea of collecting and digging and going through these things and, and then building your own things in a certain way in my head is like, that's what that means to me. You know, but I'm. But then, when you're talking about these subscriptions and you're talking about Link and Link Plus, things that maybe I should know more about, but I just, you know, like a, there's so many new things all the time. It's hard to keep up. Yeah. With this happening.
1: I, don't worry, I'm not offended.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but and, and
1: uh, also when you ask
3: yourself if you're becoming obsolete, uh, you don't have to worry about that so much. I. I'm far older than you, and you know you're obsolete when you get your first-grade pubes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's it.
1: For the yeah, and, and there will never be another <laughs> 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 Um
0: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's, you know, that wisdom, Lee, that's wisdom. That's pubic wisdom that you have. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I just love right. the term. That's such a beautiful term. Yeah, yeah man. And I'm term. wondering, like, well, that's the thing is because <laughs> I know that I'm like, I'm always torn with technology. Half of me always ha- hates everything about technology, and the other half is always excited. You know? Half of me, like, whenever you say there's something new, I'm like, oh, no, it's new. And then the other half of me is like, finally, there's something new. So there's this constant kind of battle in my mind. And when it comes to something like, Beatport's an application. You guys are providing a a service, you know, to help, that's supposed to help, you know, uh, and does help, I guess, like you said, the niche for electronic music, for DJs in electronic music. And and so when you're talking about the subscription, which I didn't even, I didn't know about it, and you're saying there's thousands of people who have joined already, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Correct. But then I guess, and Beatport itself, I think, is, isn't it true that Beatport started off with streaming,
1: with a streaming service? There yeah. was a Beatport streaming service some years ago. It wasn't how they started, um, but it was very short-lived.
0: Okay. And then, yeah, it stopped, right? You guys stopped it because re- I think maybe you realized or whatever it is that um, that the store was really good, that DJs really dug the store because it was so special for the way that it was set up. I Like, in my mind, Beatport didn't exist. I was like, when when I was into electronic music, I wasn't DJing professionally or anything like that. I wasn't even like good at DJing at all. I sucked, but I, you know, I loved electronic music. Beatport didn't exist. Then there was this inkling of Beatport, Beatport, because there were cool, you know, there were, I knew that there were cool artists that were working with Beatport, like Vision Quest or Richie Hodden or something, you know, and then, and then I went from that to all of a sudden Beatport being the thing like everyone knows beatport beatport chart if you release a, if you release something on a on a label then the label manager or your agent's going to be like
1: don't forget the beatport chart <laughs> you
0: know
1: yeah. I, i'm going to i'm going to put that on a business card don't forget your <laughs> beatport chart i <laughs> can <laughs> okay. i'll just pass that out to
3: people if i had a dollar for every time my manager or agent uh, wrote that email to me i could probably get through another three months would
1: what, what, you prefer i i it came from me i can email you in request <laughs> many? i don't
3: know if that
1: heard? i don't know if that makes it any any better or worse that, it might be better coming from you
3: okay i feel like i'm working from the inside that way
1: okay well, perfect <laughs> you, you got my direct line now <laughs>
3: But going back on
0: topic, so with Beatport, for people, and because, you know, for me, APO is really supposed to be an educational platform. So we're trying to just bring to light different tools, different techniques, uh, you know, uh, different kind of industry-leading ideas that are accessible for people to kind of learn how to get their foot into, whether it's electronic music, audio production, and all of that. So just going back to Beatport in itself, um, could you also explain how Beatport works for people who've never used Beatport? Can you, if you don't have, if you're not affiliated with a label or anything, and you make some music and you and it's like electronic music, how can you get your music onto Beatport? Is it as, is it as simple as doing something with Spotify, or do you have to go through certain? Uh, how does that work? I don't even know personally because I've never actually done that myself. But
1: I'm- so, do uh, that. Yeah. Much like uh, the rest of the digital world, we deal with suppliers. So the label works and uh, protons of the world uh, that we get our music from that labels work with to send us their music. So uh, if you're an independent artist, can you get your music on people? Absolutely. Uh, Go through a supplier. Uh, Any of the number of amazing distributors out there and say, I want my music. Uploaded to Beatport, we currently receive about twenty-five thousand tracks per week wow. uh, from wow. over sixty-five thousand labels. That's um, too much. <laughs> yeah, I can hear your brain rejecting that premise. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> and so, yes, uh, just by simply distributing your music, uh, you know, when you go through, uh, I think. I think I, my my old label used a company called Record Union, and at the bot, at the end of your your upload, where do you want your track to go? Do you want it to go to Deezer? Do you want it to go to Napster? Do you want it to go to Seven Digital? Do you want it to go to Spotify? Do you want it to go to Apple Music? Do you want it to go to YouTube Music or Google Music, whatever it's called? Or do you want to go to go to Beatport? Uh, any of those? We, we are a DSP. We're just not a streaming DSP, right? We're, we're a digital service provider. We're just not a, a streaming provider in the traditional sense. So uh, that's a long roundabout way of saying, yes, anyone can have their music on Beatport. Um, you can have your own label on Beatport. Uh, you just have to go through uh, any of the many, many hundreds of distributors out there, because we don't do direct deals with labels uh, traditionally.
2: Uh, well, uh, sorry, can I just um, actually ask a question because it's answered a question I've had for years about Beatport, and I think the uh, term you used, Zach, was merchant, right? Did you say a merchant? Um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Distributor, supplier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you can you can have a song because this is actually it comes up a lot in APO. Um, we, you can make a song and not necessarily get it signed and published by a label, but you can find a merchant who will um, get it onto the Beatport platform for you, label is Correct. Correct. Example? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Oh, okay. I did not know that.
1: So, well, that's, you, that's, um, you would have to you would have to self self publish it, right? So, if I was making uh, Zach Jaffe uh, production tracks, which uh, I'm not, the only thing I've ever produced musically is a fart. Uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm not producing my own music. But if I wanted to release Zach Jaffe production number one, uh, I would find a supplier or distributor, excuse me. Uh, We call them suppliers. You would call them distributors. Find a distributor who uh, services Beatport, has a distribution contract with us, upload my music there, and it would be independently released as, I don't know, uh, Jaffe Incorporated or whatever I wanted to call my quote unquote label uh, since I own uh, 100% of the master there.
0: Wow. Every time you explain that, my brain goes blank. And then it's, you only get to the end part and the beginning part. I always miss your middle part for some reason. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> but, it's, it's, but just to, let me try one more time. So if you, you're saying, let's say I'm like, a, I'm not affiliated with any label or anything and I have, a, I made a song or I made a, sorry, I made like a, a whatever organic or a techno track or something that I want to have on Beatport. And I don't know anything. I would go, where do I have to go? to do that?
1: So there are hundreds of distributors out there. Um, I think I mentioned a couple of the other, you know, I believe uh, there's old ultra music, uh, distro kid, label works, proton record union, symphonic. Uh, all of these are distribution platforms that have, uh, really, streamline the process of getting your music available whether on a streaming service or the beatport store so you would upload your track through one of those distributors and say in the distribution process as long as they have a deal with beatport which most of them do say i want my track uploaded to beatport in that whole laundry list of services and platforms that you want to upload your track to and if you have a label The label would do that for you, right? They have their own relationship with the distributor. So you would go through uh, whoever Lee's label manager is, right? Or I I know you've released on like Bar... You just had a release on Bar 25, I think, Clarion, or Last Night on Earth, right? You've given them your master. They've uploaded the track through the distributor that they use, which is how it ends up on those services. This is just cutting out what we'll call the label middleman, Mm -hmm. right? And you're going directly to the distributor and saying, I want to upload this. This is my track uh, and I'm uploading it as uh, myself. So that's why if you look at a lot of independent artists, especially on streaming services, and Mm -hmm. you look at um, the publishing down at the bottom, you'll just see the publishing is just the artist name, right? That's an independently released track.
3: And these people can go through, if I understand correctly use the subscri- subscription service and go through piles of music and then go back and buy what they want to to have that, on their that's computer. exactly
1: that's exactly right you know we're, we're trying to uh, add tools and democratize uh, you know what we're so passionate about which is DJ culture yeah um, and, and I and I would you know put a final cap on what you were just saying about you know, the quality of releases and whether it gets p- picked up by a label, how it's mixed and mastered, the PR machine, what a vocal sounds like, who's featured on it, and who you can get remixed. All of these things from labels are, are very important. And you are probably right that if it's not getting picked up by the labels you want, maybe it's not their sound or it's not up to their standards yet. But I also know people, and I know a lot of people who are great producers who've put out like one or two tracks in like six years and just sit on everything else and good stuff i hear it and just go i don't want to put this out because i'm only going to put it out if vision quest picks it up otherwise i'm never going to put this music out be generous with yourself be generous Um,
0: with yourself and be generous with your audience you know if you're uh if it's good stuff, you know, then they're missing out if you only want to release it from, on certain conditions. And, but um, but at the end of the day, also be generous more to yourself, I would say, I guess, because it's your it's your work. Uh, so, you know, like do what you think is best, I guess. It's a tough, that's a tough, tough subject. For it sure. is. It,
1: it's a very tough subject. <laughs> and, and all artists experience that, you know, I, I dated a painter once and I would always ask her, you know, when do you, when is it done? Like it looks done to me. And she would just look at me like I was absolutely crazy. And just, it's, it's never done, right? It's done when you decide it's done. Richard, you sound like a robot. I can't...
0: Richard is coming in live from... And um, in, in the middle of... Uh, no. is, am I the only one that's getting that messed up uh, I,
2: I, th- I think Richard has... Uh, uh, okay, sorry, sorry. I really didn't mean for my, um, my bad signal to interrupt there. I just had something to say, but uh, maybe I should just... Um, Bitter due to this incredible conversation, guys, before my signal goes completely haywire. I've really thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Okay, so Zach, do you have any final things you'd like to say about Beatport or your, or anything that you would like to uh, discuss about music stores online or something that you want to share? or
1: Support your favorite artists right now, however you can, uh, whether that's buying a track on Beatport, whether that's going and buying a piece of their merch, um, whether it's endlessly mixing their tracks within Beatport Link and your favorite performance software, just support, support art, um, and especially support, um, the art of as mer- much diverse collectives as you can, uh, LGBTQ community, um, the black community, uh, anybody, uh, who is not a straight white male, uh, you know, they, they probably need your help more than, uh, than other artists. Uh, no disrespect to the straight white males on the call, uh, but it's
0: it'll uh, be okay. It's important.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think we'll pay okay you. But it's an important time to support uh, what you love uh, more than ever because uh, they may need the support more than you know.
0: Nice. Well, that's, that's really great. heartfelt so uh, put. Nice. That's that's maybe the most heartfelt heartfelt moment that we've had at APO Lingo so far. <laughs> at that. Um, I think Richard, lo- he's evaporated into the cloud. See, this is why I'm anti-cloud. He could be DJing and then turn into a robot. And then, and, and then you, <laughs> and you then
1: you lose the sample of Richard's voice.
0: All right, so let's move on to picks and uh, and then we can wrap up. So basically picks are, you just you can just talk about something that you want to share. It could be related to music or uh, audio or studio stuff or not related at all. It could be just something that you're really into lately. Um Rocio, we haven't heard much from you this time. Do you have any picks that you'd like to share with us? Um,
4: yes, yeah, sure. Actually, this week I've been having very, very bad Wi-Fi and Internet connection. So I've been spending a lot of time in nature, breathing in, breathing out, just taking the sunlight and the moonlight and just trying to not think much and be more. So that's my pick and my advice for everyone to just take a moment to to be and to let life express. <laughs> nice.
0: Nice.
3: Uh, Lee, do you have any picks? Uh, yeah, this one is uh, kind of a deeper pull for me. Um, I've been burning the candle at both ends, trying to finish up this uh, this project I'm, I'm producing and co-writing and um, also have a one-year-old son. and. And I've been feeling really, really burnt. I've had trouble sleeping because he's been waking up and stuff. So I've been feeling like super low energy. And I think I've talked to you about it. But uh, I went back to my old handbook, The Tao of Health, Sex, and Longevity. Got back on my, my Qigong and meditation and um, like nutrition. And uh, this book is just fantastic. Ryan Cross bought it for me years ago. And I've bought like I think four or five copies for friends, um, and it's just a it's a really great book. It's an easy read, and it totally works. Uh, almost everything in there I've tried has worked. So
0: awesome, and that's that's pretty helpful. You sound pretty relaxed. I don't know if it's the book that's working, but considering all the things that are going on and having a kid, which forget it. It, I want to think about that. You
3: know me though, man, it takes a lot to get me actually riled up, you know? So, but, but yeah, I mean, I I definitely staying, staying relaxed is one thing, but giving your body the right, like exercise, stretching nutrients and stuff when you're hitting it hard with studio touring and the book is great because once you start eating right and listening to your body, and getting the right sleep, you start kind of repairing. And you're, you're better in the studio, straight up, with, mm. with these types of things. So, yeah, that, that was my pick. And I wanted to kind of express it to the, pe- the public to, to try it out.
4: How's the book na- named?
3: The Tao, T-A-O, which is like the way. And it's uh, of health,
1: sex, and longevity.
4: Oh, yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah,
1: no problem. Add, add to a cart, Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, no, that's very healthy. Those are that, between Rocios talking about nature, Lee talking about taking care of your body, really great picks. Definitely very useful, especially these days with everything going on and all the stress and anxieties. So it's good to stop, take care of yourself. Um, Zach, do you have any picks for us today?
1: Yeah, uh, I just got back from hiking in Mammoth uh, for about five days and uh, did about twenty five miles up in uh the mountains, which you know i that 's not just that 's just not that 's not just a pick that 's something that everyone should be doing. just get outside um nice. stop do- doom scrolling on twitter um pick up a book' um, doom I've actually, scrolling <laughs> doom scrolling yeah just just endlessly you never heard that endlessly one? <laughs> scrolling. Me neither, actually. Twitter or, like or Facebook or, or Instagram and just reading all of the shitty things that are going on in the world. It's not good for your yeah. mental health. It's almost uh, addictive.
0: It's like being addicted to bad news. Yeah, it, it,
1: it's, it's getting a reverse dopamine hit, whatever whatever that is, cortisol, yeah. right? Just, just shooting cortisol into your, your brains. But my pick um, is reading. Um, I'm a pretty voracious reader, I've been reading uh, even more than I normally have. I'm currently powering through the Dune series, uh, by Frank Herbert, the classic science fiction epic, uh, the stormlight archive by Brandon Sanderson. It's a great like fantasy, uh, sci-fi epic and, uh, pick up a book, man. uh, uh narrative storytelling will transport you to places that, um, nothing else can right now and I'll, and I'll actually i'm going to add one pick on there because the best thing that i've seen at all this year um was not a book was not a tv show was not a movie it was actually a video game uh a game called the last of us part two uh hmm. the most powerful piece of storytelling and treatise on the nature of violence and uh how violence begets violence uh, that i've ever seen uh so if you are uh, a gamer last of us part two is uh, uh was quite profound for me and uh but i'm not reading i'm probably replaying that
0: wow. yeah those games some of those games have incredible stories like just, they they hire writers who are you know these incredible writers for these games because some of the stories are just better than any tv show you can watch even in movies you know when you uh that sounds really cool is that on ps4 or what's that it's like
1: on that is that is on ps4 it's a sequel to a game that came out in 2013 called the last of us uh and this is the second part and uh the music is stunning the acting is unbelievable and uh music. it will make you cry in between uh killing zombies uh, <laughs> wow that's beautiful my, thanks so much my Zach. favorite thing
0: that's a lot of really great picks. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna pick uh, the iPhone 4. I've had an iPhone 4 for so <laughs> long. I've had this thing. I've had this thing for a long time. It's still going. Uh, I had to change the screen once. I mean, sometimes you know, I click on an app and it doesn't open. But maybe it's for the best. You know, maybe it's not supposed to open. I should just leave it alone. Um, and anyway, I just I thought about it because my girlfriend just got a new. She got like the one of the new iPhones, 11 or something like that, because her phone. We were horseback riding, and then the horse, the horses, <laughs> rode over the phone, and we had to look for the phone thing. And um, but anyway, it made me made me realize that you know what, this is it's these this little iPhone 4. You don't you don't think much of it. It's small. It hurts your fingers when you want to type because your thumb will strike keyboard. <laughs> but it's like really, it's hold it's held through it's 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 holding through it's strong and it's steady the course so way to go iphone 4 you guys whoever made the iphone 4 did a good job with that um it's definitely you know it's it's impressing me more and more these days i used to hate it and now i'm kind of turning around i'm changing my mind so i'm gonna go with that and uh
3: yeah lee were you
0: gonna add something to
3: that yeah <laughs> no, i was just gonna say that i'm still rocking the iphone 6 because it still has the the eighth inch cable for headphones and all the n- ones after
1: sake, <laughs> just put the headphone jack back in right
3: like. come on guys like come on and it just seems oh now i have to bring an adapter i lose phones how am i gonna not lose an adapter i can't keep earbuds around like now i need earbuds and an adapter so though there, there's me sitting on the plane silent and not being able to watch anything again like i used
1: to you just described my worst nightmare, Lee. Getting right? stuck on a plane without being able to listen to something.
3: So that's it. So, uh, well, that was, that was a great talk, guys. Zach, thank you so much. That was uh, super informative. And I, I, I really love where, where your head's at. With, uh, yeah, it was really good. What you're saying about please support the artists. if you have the means. If you're broke, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? If, if things just took a turn for the worse, you know, don't feel guilty. Uh, that you can't support right now but if if you're enjoying the art and, and and the music you know try to help people out because as zach said we were the first to be closed and we will be the last ones they they let go do our thing again so amen yeah thank you so much
0: zach thanks for coming on thanks for sharing uh, knowledge and what's going on and all the cool things you guys are up to and that you're working on and looking forward to it's very cool this was a great one actually i really enjoyed it Uh, my pleasure and thanks for tuning in everybody this has been uh really cool
1: till next week yes till next stay stay safe out there y'all all right guys wear wear your masks absolutely
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm still working on a tag like a catchy phrase to end it so maybe wear your masks i can try that one Uh, you uh,
1: i i, I think I think it's uh pubic oh, wisdom actually pubic <laughs> wisdom. and doom squirreling don't stop the not doom not squirreling, squirreling. <laughs> <laughs> earn, 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 earn your pubic doom, wisdom... So, Doom scroll. There you go.
3: Story, I thought I thought it was doom swirling, and I like that better. So it, for me, it's doom swirling. I like doom swirling so much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I just picture someone acting like a little squirrel on their phone, scroll, scroll, scroll. I mean, I, I, scrolling makes way more sense, but for me, it's doom swirling. <laughs> I'm older and I get to I get to start messing up words like grandparents and parents do so screw it you heard it here first
0: folks doom squirreling <laughs> keep on keep on doom you know, squirrel <laughs> <laughs>